This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Call the cops. This level of foolishness and joy. Losers, in other words. Hey. Now watch it dry. Great ass! Hey. Damn it! I don't love that. Shisha! Sicario. Bruce hey. fucking Springsteen! Damn it! Hey. Yeah, people hey. are gonna die. I want yeah, to baby! Yeah. I did not have sexual <laughs> relations with that alien. <laughs> nice. Is that Bill Clinton? One of the yeah, oh. yeah, one of the supporting characters in the film. Yeah, watched. Yeah, a huge character in the film. <laughs> Pivotal. Bigger than most. Bigger Big- than Rob Lowe. Bigger than Rob Lowe. <laughs> Surpri- to my surprise, bigger than the Pope. Bigger than Larry King. I almost said Larry David. But he is bigger than Larry David. Uh, big RFK Jr. stand. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're here to have good Christian fun. Yay. And of course, that was a clip of of President William Jefferson Clinton from. It was actually a clip from his master class. It wasn't even from this. Oh, movie. it wasn't like a testimony or something. No, 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 no. It was he a was, master class. Yeah, he was doing Q and A about every movie that he's ever been uh-huh. in, like just anything that used footage of him. And he was being really candid and opening it up and cool. talking about it. It was it was lovely. I don't know? believe him. You don't. No. Slick Willie. Slick Willie, I think you don't be even slicker in space. <laughs> in in space, no one can hear you slick. <laughs> That's nasty. It's the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, the movies and the music and the entertainment made for, made by, sometimes made about Christians and Christianity and things and people of faith. We're here at the intersection of media and faith. We're at the intersection. We're having a conversation and a dialogue in a discourse of who we are and the things that made us who we are. What does it mean? And we're here to, in a way, make contact with our listeners each and every week. And isn't that lovely? But we're not here to make fun of you or to make you go to church. We're just here to have good Christian fun and sometimes talk about movies that aren't shitty and are fun. That are long, though. That are long. That's kind of the trade-off sometimes. <laughs> it's either quality or length. Uh-huh. Everyone look forward to our episode on Martin Scorsese Silence, a three-hour-long epic about Jesuit missionaries oh, yeah. in China. But it felt like five. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> An early sneak peek. Yeah, something about that didn't scream gotta see that to yeah. me you know you don't want to try silence no <laughs> i wasn't running to the box office it would, for that it would one. be funny if it was edited like wolf of wall street <laughs> <laughs> yeah they should have made it more punchy yeah just like direct to camera addresses 
a lot of 70s needle drops for, yeah. for the Jesuit priest. But, yeah. but not so. We're talking about a more austere, emotional movie, a, mo- a movie about space and time and love starring Matthew McConaughey and about family and faith and things of that nature. And Bill Clinton. And Bill Clinton. In the 90s. And up until we said Bill Clinton, we could have been talking about Interstellar. But we're not. Wow. We're talking about contact. Yeah, I was I was shocked to see Matthew McConaughey in this movie. I didn't look it up before we started watching. You were shocked. It. I was shocked. There was a jump scare like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like this is peak attractiveness for Mr. McConaughey? No. Okay, what would you say is peak? Mm. If there was like a movie, would it be First Magic Mike? I think it's How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Okay, so 2003. Yeah. So not until five or six short years later. Yeah, and I feel like that character he plays, like, it's just the right amount of his, like, swaggy thing he mm. does, you know? Mm-hmm. While still actually being, like, a human being yeah. that you can hang out with. Yeah, but he's kind he of... just went way off. He's a bit of a cad in yeah. that film. Mm-hmm. He's a rake. Yeah, yeah, he's an old so-and-so. I think it's time to introduce our special guests, friends and folks. You may know him from an episode we did with him five or six years ago. He is a writer for the Miss Pat Show for two broke girls. Give it the hell up for Patrick. Patrick. Hi, everybody. Hi, Patrick. Hey, buddy. Let me just pull up to that intersection of <laughs> yeah. faith and media. Yeah, yeah. Toot, toot. Beep, beep. <laughs> oh, he, he's pulling up in his car. Toot, toot. Yeah. yeah. It's a drive-in intersection. Yeah. yeah. You're going to park the car there. Yeah. My uh, friend, comedian Morgan Murphy, has a great joke about how to lose a, ten, a guy in 10 days. Is which it? is, mm-hmm. take a shit on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> That would be less than 10 days, right? Yeah, Yeah, it's immediate. I think that's a one and done. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not great for the plot of the movie, but if you actually want to lose a guy, Mm -hmm. there are a few quicker ways to get it Well, she should have been in the punch-up room for that movie. But be honest, you guys. Like, you had the date of your life. Like, you might think she is the one. Yeah. She mm. takes one little shit in your floor. <laughs> I took one little shit. My mom got scared. <laughs> Don't Hopefully you think you would like you'd give her a few more weeks just to be like, maybe I've, that was an I've anomaly. given women chances for much greater things. Yeah. <laughs> the chances is yeah. so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone should have At a second mercy. chance yeah. after that. In dating, what is continually, you know, long-term dating, if not an act of mer- mercy every time? Every True. new date is True. a renewal. Yeah. It's a redemption. It's a story of faith. At each corner. It is. I've had girls say, like, hey, do you want to do this again? And then my response is, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, this was a disaster. Like, I've had it many times. That's a lonely feeling when it's like, yeah. we weren't both at the same place, right. even though we were, yeah. but you were oh, over I, here. I was thinking about dying for the last hour and a half. <laughs> I was about to take a shit on the floor. <laughs> Get out of here. I was going to ask you for the drink money back at the end of the evening. <laughs> I had such a bad time. a Venmo request. The last text is, what's your Venmo? Yeah. The last interaction hey, can is I get a that Venmo, Venmo request. Yeah. Request. I wonder how how many couples that's true of is the last interaction is something to do with Venmo, just squaring things away, like a security deposit when you move out or wow. some sort of drink settlement. That's poetic, kind of. I would be too much of a coward to ever ask for money 
to me, any couple that is Venmoing each other, there's a there's a sell by date on that relationship. <laughs> so Venmoing and people at do all. it publicly too. I'm like, you're asking your wife for seventeen dollars for lunch yeah. publicly. That that's gonna end badly. I'm trying to think of what my because I've never if I was married to someone I wouldn't. But yeah. anything before. <laughs> We're you're two, you're two years in. Square. <laughs> two years in. You're. Sp- I guess. You'll, you'll, <laughs> what's two years? I mean, on a date you pay, right? Do I pay? Yeah. Yes, of course. Okay. Yeah. What if I, she reaches? You let her? No, I will make a scene. Or he, or make they. A scene. Yes, I'll, I'll make a scene and be like, no, 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 no. Put it on my card. Okay. That actually happened recently. Yeah. Where I was like, no, that like, well, it was a scenario in which they showed up before I did, uh-huh. and so they had already opened up there whatever and so like logistically there was no way right. to do it so i had to up in the whole operation yeah. Yeah. to do it in a flagrant defiant gesture force cash into her jean pocket <laughs> <laughs> it always says so much about the server too and how like quickly they'll be like okay yeah i'll take your card you know yeah. versus like well i need to respect the wishes of this party as well most waiters go directly to the guy yeah. they don't even look at the woman yeah. And that's the patriarchy, people. That and is, I'm sick of it. I think yeah. that's also waiters having seen enough dates of like, yeah, he should probably pay. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Making it's a, only fair. A judgment call. <laughs> Pretty much. They see call. everything, this you know. This poor woman's been through enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor sweetie. Wow. I was thinking, um, you know how like Frank Caliendo and these impressionist people will go like, so here's uh, Al Pacino. And then all you got to do is this, and it's Christopher Walken, and, mm-hmm. you know, like that kind of thing. I was Caroline's husband. I wasn't. <laughs> a, me laugh. I wasn't able to pull those impressions out <laughs> I liked in, it. In, in the nick of time. But Christopher Walken. Christopher. I, I met him once, which I could tell you a story about <laughs> later. But um, I was thinking that McConaughey and Clinton are probably an easy impression segue. off to suck yeah. that segue. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you could just, I think, add a little rasp to McConaughey, and you've got him. Those are brother impressions. So it's like, all right, all right, all right. Or you go, all right, all right, all right. All Just right, a little rasp. Right. Little rasp, but they're both in a Venn diagram of probably vocal fry. Yeah. Right? Whispery. I'm going to see a little rasp at the crypto.com. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're still keeping the name, huh? Yeah. Where my raspy's at? He's opening for little Dirk, little baby, the baby, uh, baby girl. The baby. Yeah. Sweet Pete Pete's Sweet doing Pete's. the DJ yeah. set before. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be a sick lineup. Sweet PP's. Problematic. I haven't been to well, of, <laughs> of course. Of we all read the Twitter thread and all Speaking the allegations. Of, what yeah. if the girl just took a sweet pee pee on the floor? Would you still dump her? Mm, but that what if is she laughing? Kevin would get so down on knee. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Are you a piss pig, Kevin? No, oh, I'm not. Can you a say piss, piss pig, pig on Good Christian Fun? No, I'm not a piss, a piss pig. pig. I'm. Okay. I promise, I'm not a piss oink, pig. Oink, no, <laughs> don't no. do it. I'm a, I'm a hog boy, but I'm not a piss pig. What's a hog boy? A hog boy is... Uh, it's a hog boy. A hog boy... Well, hmm, how would I define hog boy while called out in a public setting? I guess it's it's a boy who's not ashamed of his hog. Right. And, oh, and, okay. and has other boys who are also not ashamed of is their hogs. Is that what it's about? And they, and they talk... My husband's to, also a hog boy. Yeah, he is. That's He absolutely up. is. Wow. It's just being happy with your penis, is what you're saying? I'm happy with my penis. Yeah. Well, sign me up. Thumbs up. I'm a damn hog boy. Yeah. Add you to the chat. Yeah. Dexter's for sure a hog boy. Yeah, yeah. He's very secure. Nothing he's more proud of. Yeah. And then, you know. What's going on with this guy? Does he walk around with it out? Licking it raw. Oh, the dog. I thought you were talking about your husband. (laughs) 
Oh, so I was like licking it. No wonder he's proud of it. Caroline's husband's he name even is not Dexter. Yeah. I know. You've outgrown your purpose here. Yeah. Uh, no, that would be my dog yeah. Dexter. But yeah. yeah. And it's nice, you know, everyone stays on theme. So if someone's having a medical procedure or going through surgery, instead of saying like, hey, could use some good vibes or prayers, they say like, send your oinks up, uh, yeah. you know, things like that. Yeah. It's, it's all. Okay. You guys want to get some slop later? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they're not into slop. That's a different thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sloppy saying. summer is a different thing. Yeah. The hog boys. The hog boys don't participate in sloppy summer. <laughs> the por- Man, I the thought porter I knew taxonomy. All the terms, but I'm yeah, you gotta yeah. keep up. Sloppy summer is for the slob mob, which um, is a totally different operation. Yeah, and you that, cannot be married if you're in the slob mob. This, yeah, the slob mob is exclusionary in my opinion. You think so? Mm-hmm. All right, oh, what's no. the slob mob? I can't be in it. Slob mob. Why, is, and why is this the this most R-rated like podcast? This is like Kevin's pod friends. Okay. Right. <laughs> this is like Kevin's group chats, basically, right? Yeah, I'm just describing two group chats <laughs> I'm in right now. But you know, everyone has different. Everyone has different dynamics, kind different sort of uh, ways that they behave from group chat to group chat. Patrick, I'm sure you're on a few. I am. One I or am. two that yeah. you participate in every day. and I do. Everyone, you know. Got me through the pandemic, my group chat. Is that true? Oh, for sure. I think piss that's pigs. A, yeah. The, the pickle boys. Pig <laughs> pickle juice kids. Pickle juice yeah. kids. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. No, I need to look up sloppy summer. I know sloppy seconds. Are they in the same ballpark? Oh, yeah, but. It's not just seconds. It can be thirds, fourths. Oh, you're talking about six, running a train. Set. Fourth meal? <laughs> well, it could be. In my day, we called it running a train on a running woman. Running a train? Choo choo. Or, or fella. Yeah. Yeah. Or but, they, them. Or they, them. Yes. yes. We're very inclusion. We're running a train on them. <laughs> well, I'll come right over. All, all people. Are, wait, what's a group chat that started? For you during the pandemic, that was actually very meaningful. And e- even if it's like, it was probably just like sure. goofs and grins. I have two uh, two of my best friends who introduced me to each other. They were really good friends. Okay. But we all became very great friends over joining forces. We were like, if we know each other, I think it was one thing. We were like, hey, do you want to play poker? Mm-hmm. And we were on the same group. But before you knew it, we were bearing our souls to each Aww. other. That's really nice. Yeah. Beautiful. And that's a three-way French group. Yes. And we have to pull stuff out of the third one because he doesn't want to share. And we're like, mm. we're, look, we're not telling you everything that's going on in our life while you, you sit there up, and judge us. Yeah, perfect. You need to start revealing. And then he started revealing. And you know what? He's healthier. He's happier. Oh, and that's gosh. the power of the GC. Yeah. Parentheses, yeah. group chat, and parentheses. It's like forced vulnerability. <laughs> Compelled forced, vulnerability. Yeah, exactly. Light. I can relate to that. I feel like I've been in a... I, I I'm in one with you with one yeah. other gentleman, our yeah. friend Anthony, uh, where you know there's there's that problem does not exist for that one's mostly just about dating. Yes, yeah. and so the vulnerability issues do not exist. But I've certainly been in a few of them where there's the silent type. There's the one who yeah. is figuratively in the corner, not playing. And I always picture that person showing my text to another group. <laughs> like, can you believe this idiot said that? Like, why are you sitting there so quiet? Yeah, the nightmare. Their scenario. silence is always disapproval. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Not golden in this case. No, not at all. When I met Chris Walken. Yeah, please. Do the um, voice. Well, I'll have to in a minute. But hey. I was at I was the page the at Conan when Conan was on at twelve thirty. I'm older uh-huh. than you both. I'm sorry. So this is when he was in the late night slot after Leno. At yeah. the 30 Rockefeller in New York City. Yeah. yeah. Uh, New York City, 30 Rock. I was an NBC page mm-hmm. like Kenneth. 
And I would always be around, have to bring the celebrities up and down and stuff. I didn't like have much interaction, but some people would talk to me. And I would watch the exchanges between the first and second guest and the, or the guest and the band, and sometimes they would be very awkward, as you can imagine. But this was Wilco standing in the uh, lobby outside the elevators talking after their performance. And Christopher Walken comes out in, in a tuxedo, and his wife, the casting director for The Sopranos, Georgianne Walken, oh. is trying to tie his bow tie, and he keeps moving around. It was like watching somebody do it to a five-year-old, but he kept like wriggling away from her while she was tying his bow tie and he goes uh, hey i didn't get to see your uh, song but i wanted to ask a question and hey, this is good we're almost in the ballpark <laughs> we're in the parking I lot used to be able to do this stadium <laughs> i only do impressions now like the other day i did uh pete davidson and it was flawless but I've oh. n- i didn't i had never even attempted it that's yeah. when i'm oh good gosh. when i'm trying like to flying. do it it's never as good mm-hmm. but um he goes, uh, I didn't get to hear you, but w- what I hear about bands, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that it's always the drummer who gets the girl. True or false? True or false. And they all look at the drummer and kind of laugh, and the, I don't know the drummer's name, but he's like, well, it hasn't been true in my experience. And uh-huh. They all give a polite chuckle, and including his wife. But Chris Walken does not laugh. He just keeps staring at him. And he goes, no, no, no. I've heard it said that the drummer always gets the girls. <laughs> he kind of like nervously laughs. And he's like, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I don't do well with the ladies. And he's like, then why have I heard this? <laughs> why are you telling me? It was like a confrontation Wild. about it. And he didn't, he didn't pick up on the joke. You know, it was like. Mm-hmm. He was as he's as weird as you want him to be. Just it was pushing very strange. straight through. And that was, yeah. you know, maybe your first brush with the elderly experiencing misinformation. Yeah, that's true. Oh, in a big scale way. Sad. That's true. I'm like, I heard the COVID vaccine <laughs> yeah. has aborted fetal tissue in it. Hey. Things yeah. like that. Hey. <laughs> wow. A possess. I can't do it a anymore. Possess. We need, watch. we need to get Kevin Pollack in to tell the story. Oh gosh. And you know he's a podcast host. Yeah, he hey, me loves too. hosting. Who isn't that? these days? Yeah, you go. Oh yeah, I didn't shout out your podcast. Oh, I figured we'd get there. I'll see you in hell. We'll see you in hell. Thanks for listening. Oh Jesus Christ, I, <laughs> I do listen. I do oh, listen. Thanks. Well, we're Patreon only. I'd know if you listen because you'd be paying us. Wait, but I've listened before in the. Yeah, past. that's true. You didn't used to be Patreon only. What uh, what uh, what uh, studio are you guys with? Oh, we're with the Headgum Network. I used to be with them. Really? What happened? You really want to know? Nope. <laughs> No, I just asked him one day. I was like, I think we have a lot more listeners than you're letting on, and I'd like to see a record of who's listening to our show. And they wouldn't show us, and so we went Patreon only. But I love Amir. I love those guys. Huh. They wouldn't. They pulled a Netflix on you? Exactly. Oh, my God. And it God. wasn't chill. <laughs> well, that's not chill. No. Netflix and not chill. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was our experience. It's me and my friend Joe DeRosa, but our experience with each of those, uh, each podcast network was... We'd go, hey, can we just find out how many people are listening and stop taking your word for it? And they would say no, and then mm-hmm. we would leave. Shady. <laughs> that feels right, you know. Yeah. Power to the people. Everyone, you know. Yeah. And you have your own channel now. Patreon. Well, yeah, you go to Patreon, you know exactly how many people listen. Yeah. Uh, we learned that it was way more than we were being told. Mm-hmm. You know. Wow. And so this is and a that's people for that were all. paying to join. So These are probably pe- yeah. like even yeah. more than that. Exactly. Wow. In fact, we were like sec. We were right below Joe Rogan. 
second to Joe that's Rogan. That's incredible we numbers, man. We were making gum at literally billions of dollars. That's, wow. Oh, that's why they got the espresso machine. Craving. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Off uh, your back-breaking work. <laughs> I see What's that. the other big one? Call Her Daddy? Call, Call Her, Her Daddy, Daddy is a, well, it's not a head gum. That is a Spotify exclusive. Yeah. Okay. Do you know how many years it's been since you've been on the show? When you said five or six, that seemed short to me. Yeah, it was five. It was January oh, of 2018. January 5th, my birthday? January 17th is when the wow. episode came out. So it was probably right around your birthday. What a better time in my life that was. <laughs> <laughs> then now? Yeah. Are you doing the A to B compared? That's no, the I'm thing just like you... January 2018, I was sitting on top of the world brandy sugar. Style. It was a it yeah. was President Trump era. Yeah, Things yeah. were going great yeah. for guys that look like us. Uh, <laughs> for the good times yeah. for you guys. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. The boys. <laughs> it was our 20th episode we ever did. This is our 285th episode wow. that we've done. Well, thanks for getting me back so quick. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> we did have a conversation before. Like, did we have him on on Zoom? No. In the intervening yeah. time? No. A lot of those were a little blurry. You're booked and busy. According to your letterbox, you're very booked and busy. All the time. You mean you consider watching movies me being booked? That's a that is a schedule. I would consider that the opposite. That's of being an booked. itinerary. Yeah. No, I actually um, when I really because they they total up how many you watch yearly on Letterbox. Oh yeah, they kind of shame you at the end of the year during that pandemic. The first year when mm-hmm. it came up, I was like, maybe I ought to just end it. <laughs> like this is not a life. Is it more than three hundred and sixty-five? Yeah. Yep. Whoa. Oh, when, your average, when your average is more than one a day, that's when you yeah. start asking some questions. I think. Well, there wasn't much to do. There wasn't sure. much to do. I don't. Yeah, I don't fault you for that. But I remember during the pandemic, I ended up bringing you a little bag of cookies. You and we, we had a very brief conversation. <laughs> Not even where, because usually I would do that for friends and yeah. drop the baggie off and be on the porch and then like wave to them from six feet away or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And this was... Kind of late at night, which is my, my bad, and I, I dropped it off, and then you got it, and then we talked through a fence, like home improvement style. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. For like two um, minutes. Well, I should have invited you in, but I, you never know how freaked out everybody is. No, and I was freaked out, because pre-vax time, I was freaked yeah. out. Yeah. And I was in a bubble with someone who was seeing their parents, so I couldn't fuck around with it. Right. Uh, so, But I just remember the melancholy of that conversation of yeah. two... Broken men looking for a connection <laughs> through, the fence. <laughs> through, through the this fence. border wall between you two. Yeah, that's true. And that's how true. do we break these walls down? Mm. Well, we've done it now. I think so. I still see, at, let's say, every movie I go to, every store I go to, at least three people in mass in Los Angeles. Does anyone in America have COVID currently? Anyone? Well, we're not counting if they do anymore. But yes, of course they do. Oh, yes. okay. All right. Yeah. I, I didn't know. Like no one, no one has told me they you had thought it. it was erratic. It's gone. <laughs> I mean, it's just, well, it's not reported, right? That's no why one, it feels. You like never this. hear anybody say, "Oh, my aunt even got it," or somebody mm-hmm. on the fringes mm-hmm. of society. You know? Yeah, ants being the foremost people group on the fringes of society. Exactly. <laughs> I always know what's up. They're connected. <laughs> so, but, but what are the numbers now? Are we down to like a hundred cases? Yeah, okay. worldwide. Worldwide hundred. Mm-hmm. Then put the masks down. <laughs> No, here's my argument for it from from people I know who travel a lot is yeah. if if you wear it in airplanes and airports and whatnot, people who usually get the flu every year never get it now. Yeah. In the sense of like, oh, or my cold or my allergies are significantly better. Yeah. So now it's not even just like a COVID thing. I think for some people it's like, like I don't want to get sick in general. I got used to this and I don't want to get sick in general. I hear no. that. But 
how could you want to put that back on? So these I was sort at of... Costco yesterday, <laughs> not to brag. Yeah. I got rear end. So the, you know how the carts are bigger than the aisles? Yeah. They're massive. It's it's Costco where the carts are bigger than the aisles. <laughs> I have I have come so far in terms of like managing myself and breathing and my temper. I never had like a bad temper per se, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. just like just <laughs> keeping myself calm, you know, in times where I used to get like really annoyed and sure. aggravated. And Costco puts me in the red every time. Immediately. When I walk in the doors, it's madness every time. It is like enraging being in there. Well, I got rear-ended by this woman, meaning she ran into me. It seemed as though she was running with her cart and ran into my lower back. Damn. Just like crash. And I turn around. It's an old woman in a mask. And I'm just looking at her like, where is the apology? She was staring at me. No apology. No nothing. It's just like, hard, right are you going to move? And then I realized... That I think she did it intentionally. She said, "Are you going to move?" No, 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 no. Oh, she was looking at she you. She was like looking that. at me like, so "Are you going to move?" She was like giving you a bump, like, "Get the fuck out of my exactly. way!" Exactly. I've got to crank through Costco right now. And by the, it's not like I had stopped in the middle of the aisle to look at some pistachios or something. <laughs> you I was were moving. shopping. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, I tell you my cranky shopping thing that happens a lot to me? I'd love nothing more. Thank you. So I like to put my cart at the end cap of the aisle Yeah. with my big heavy-ass bag that I carry around. I leave it there. I peruse the aisle. I come back to my cart. Yes. I do that move. I think about half the time, there will be a white woman that comes out of nowhere and says, hey, just keep an eye on your bag, you know, oh. just in case. You know, you just never know. You should really keep an eye on your bag. Yeah. And they always say it like they're being helpful to me, you know? Yeah. And it makes me, it gives me like full blood yeah. rage, you know, when people do that to me. Yeah. No, <laughs> and I get so that. I've started saying whenever a woman comes and does that to me, I start saying, were you going to take it? You've started, <laughs> yeah. you, you for real will say <laughs> this. This isn't like a dream them. of what you would say. Yeah, because yeah, it's happened enough that I've been able to like prepare now. And how do they react to that? And then they go, they get really upset, obviously. (laughs) They're like, I was just trying to be nice. Yeah, that's exactly what they say. They're like, well, I was just trying to help out and be nice. And I was like, thank you. It's my bag. I'm aware of where it is. The one time I spoke in Costco yesterday when I kind of lost it a little bit, and there were many opportunities. I don't know how people aren't brutally murdered at Costco. Well. Brutally. (laughs) But I turned around the corner. There was, you know, everything at Costco is, is four pounds of whatever you're getting. So there was four pounds of blueberries on the floor, which looks on a white floor, it's noticeable. Just like tons and tons of blueberries. Mm -hmm. I pull in to get something out of the first part of the aisle, but the aisles go like 40 feet. So I start walking and I see this woman who has been yelling at various people because she must have spilled the blueberries. So she's stopping, you know, like standing guard or something. So I pull into the aisle to get what I need, and I know she's going to do it. And that's, it was knowing she was going to do it that bothered me too. Yeah, yeah. But she was like, sir, 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 sir. And then finally I was like, yes. And she goes, well, I want to make sure that you see the blueberries. I want to make sure that I go, I see the blueberries. She goes, well, then why are you going into the aisle? Like, I'm not going all the way to the blueberries. And I was so mad for having to say, even say that right. and take time out of my day. Like, I see them. Yeah. I stopped before I got to them. Right, exactly. Chill out. 
By the way, if I didn't, the first time my foot came down and I was splashed with blueberry, I would realize that something was amiss. I really don't I've been around. want anyone to talk to me at the grocery store. They shouldn't be talking yeah, to you. Unless true. it's some baddie in a Hawaiian shirt at the register. Some baddie? Giving me the old so-and-so. <laughs> oh, so. oh yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean, it gets... It gets hot. It gets picking yeah. up what about Pop is laying down. Oh, yeah. TJ's, there's... Uh, now, you don't think just when they tell you, oh, I like that product, you don't think, consider that They're trying flirting. to connect with me when they oh. do that. They're trying to connect with me. You shouldn't go to strip clubs then, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. It's really clubs. the same principle. <laughs> they want you to buy products and things. Wow, I've never thought about they that. They give yeah. me a deal because they like me so much. <laughs> the last time you were on the show, we talked about a movie called Prince of Egypt. Oh. Which we both it really can enjoyed. Be this is controversial, and you were not into in the slightest. Didn't like it, it did in not theaters. Charm you. Didn't like it at home. Shocking. Is it an animation thing? Do you have a block with certain? I tend to not be big on animation because mm-hmm. um, I'm an adult and I don't Ooh. have kids. You know, so Damn. it just doesn't. Boo to that me. opinion. You know, who I would... like the Ten Commandments. You know who would take issue with you saying <laughs> that? Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, he, he loves animation. And he said, I'm not making any more live action movies for the rest of my life. Yeah. I'm only going to do animation, and animation is for adults. Pinocchio. <laughs> they said, Hey, Guillermo, there's already four Pinocchio movies this year. One more. <laughs> <laughs> One more. <laughs> I recently heard that Guillermo del Toro's last three projects he has taken out to sell to the streamers have not sold. That's what, which yeah. Is terrifying. That was all part of the same interview. Oh, okay. I think. Oh, he's talking. Okay. Yeah. And, and to tie it back to our subject today, uh, Contact, directed yeah. by Robert Zemeckis, who also directed a Pinocchio adaptation. Pinocchio. Did he he directed hook? the other one. What's Wait, that? no. No, that was Peter Bill Pan. No, so he did a direct to Disney Plus adaptation of Pinocchio, in which I heard that one was god awful. Tom Hanks plays Geppetto. Oh yeah, yeah. what happened? There is a scene in which Pinocchio sees shit on the ground, and he goes up to smell it, and then he goes all cross-eyed, like, "I don't like the smell of this shit." And that same man who made and that movie. And then his movie, nose grows because he actually loves yeah, the smell and, of shit. And, he, <laughs> and it goes into the pile of shit. He's and he's like, a shit oh, piggy. I hate this. <laughs> 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 oh, I actually don't like I'm not turned off. I'm more and more. Geppetto's into it too. They, their <laughs> oh, eyes damn. lock. You, you, you realize yeah. why he made this boy and the movie gets really <laughs> fucked up. I, I've only seen like 20 minutes of it, just yeah. out of morbid curiosity. I. I can't even recommend on that. I mean, the man who made Back to the Future. He, is, lo- he lost it harder than almost anyone else. I think, I think so Did in a way. Did you see that's... The Witches? No. There's the Anne Hathaway one oh, that was direct my. on Max a few years ago that you can no longer stream on Max. They burned it. Yeah, they sure did. Burn this. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible film. How old is this man now? Zemecki? Oh, he's got to be in his late 90s. Yeah, in his late 90s. He's 71 years old. He made such energetic, exciting, like Black to the Future is a perfect movie. Did you say Black to the Future? I did. I I only like the Black. No, it was a mistake. (laughs) But um, yeah, I don't know what happened. I like What Lies Beneath. I think that may have been his last good one, but it wasn't great. That one was fun. You remember that? The thriller with Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer. Bathtub scene. 
Yeah. She's got the chloroform. Ooh, yeah. it's good. That's a good it's, move. It's a nice little Hitchcockian something, something. Welcome to Marwin. Or uh, that's oh, about yeah. as bad as it gets with, with Steve, Steve Carell. What about the walk with Joseph Gordon-Levitt as the Frenchman <laughs> who walk across the World Trade Center? Uh, not bad from an effects standpoint. Mm-hmm. But he also did, uh, he specialized throughout the 80s in big blockbuster special effects movies that were also very funny and well-written and everything. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? That movie is like a thousand times better than it needed and to be. That's an, an unimpeachably good movie. Did Usually when a movie too? is advancing things in special effects, everything else is bad, like Avatar. Mm. It's like, okay, this looks amazing. Everything else will give a pass. But Who Framed Roger Rabbit has an amazing script, and mm-hmm. it's an amazing Animated movie. He makes me laugh. Death Becomes Her. Love it. Terrific. Very Have funny. you seen it? Mm-hmm. And then Gump. Is Gump what ruins him? Forrest Look, I Gump. loved it at the time. Uh, obviously, everyone hates it now, like American Beauty. And I don't know. I don't know if it would hold up. It clearly gave him a love of inserting presidents into movies. That's the thing. That, that continues wanna... through contact. <laughs> They're American about... movies is what he makes. Yes. Did Robert, this was going to be one of my questions, is did Zemeckis... Was he the kind of forebearer of deep fakes and misinformation, sure. manipulating footage of, of famous people? What do they call that? Franken editing or something? Yeah. Well, there's Franken bites, yeah, where you can like Franken take bites. Uh, like usually it's audio speech or you cut something together where it, Bill Clinton says uh, love, sexual relation or whatever. Relation. And then right. there's Franken bites, which is Al Franken's restaurant. Oh, God. In D.C. <laughs> and he gives you a big old squeeze when you come in. <laughs> come on in. Bear hugs for all my faves. And then, yeah, Gump. Contact is right after. that. This movie is his follow-up to Gump. It's okay. Contact. Hotly awaited. And then it goes, What Lies Beneath and Castaway the same year. Castaway's awesome. It's got, Castaway's the last one. I when, think. when you look at Castaway, when you grow up and you look at Castaway as a mm-hmm. metaphor for loneliness... That movie gets pretty. A metaphor bad. for Patrick metaphor Walsh's for last three years. <laughs> that movie gets pretty. Away, I don't think. Isn't a metaphor? <laughs> metaphor for just, friendship. Well, I don't Him know. And I, I never looked too deep when I watched movies back then. Oh and man, now, you know. Now things are on a different level. Actually, you know what it is. Here's the inflection point where it all goes south. The Polar Express. Oh God, that's the sucked. Polar Express in 2004. Remember the hot chocolate number. It's like a six-minute song about how good oh hot chocolate God. tastes. Well, and he brought Tom into that. Yeah, yeah. Tom still rides for him. He was in fucking Pinocchio. Yeah, for reasons passing understanding. Tom's picker is broken. And then he goes Polar Express, Beowulf. Beowulf was unwatchable. Where they tricked Angelina Jolie into being nude in the movie in a way that's like profoundly tricked not good. Her? They because it's an all CGI movie. And they did like a body scan of her, and she was like, "Am I gonna be nude in this movie?" They're like, "No." And then movie comes out, she's nude in it, and it's PG thirteen nude, so it's like shadows and whatnot, oh but very inappropriate. PG thirteen nude is usually uh, you see a boob from behind. Mm-hmm. That's usually like Tommy boy. How do Tommy you see boy, a boob from behind? You get a woman with big boobs, <laughs> and you shoot her from behind. From behind. Right, never mind. You shoot her like Save bending her over the to put her chat or whatever. <laughs> good lord. <laughs> Tommy Boy is a good example, you know, or uh, Christmas Vacation. Sure. These are examples. And the examples go on from there. Yeah. Uh, a Christmas Carol flight? Any flight defenders? Christmas Carol is awful. 
Yeah. The Jim Carrey. The Jim Carrey one where he plays all the roles that the came first, out in 2009. The first 15 minutes of flight are incredible. Mm-hmm. Then it gets stupid, but it's still Denzel and it's fun. The John Goodman character is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But the movie's pretty fun, I thought. Flight I've never seen. The Walk with uh, Jessica Levin. Fine. And Ben Schwartz. Welcome to Marwin. Awful. Or actually, excuse me, F- after minus. The Walk is Allied. This is the spy Allied was movie. cool. This is... Um, uh, old 9-11 girly. What's her name? Not Isabella Rossellini. The other one. 9-11 girl? Yeah. She's a 9-11 truther. Uh, it's Brad Pitt. and 9/11. She's dead wife in Rachel Inception. Vice? Dead wife in Inception. Is Rachel Weiss a 9-11 truther? I didn't think so, but I thought she was an ally. No. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Her name is Marion Cotillard. Marion Cotillard. Marion Cotillard? She's deep in her conspiracy theory bag. Yeah. She real. thinks it was, what, not real? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, welcome to Marwin, the witches, Pinocchio. Can I ask a question? Yeah. And welcome to Marwin is the story <laughs> is the story that Steve Carell plays with the dolls and they like actually come to life, or is that like his fantasy? It's based life? on a very good documentary called Marwin Call about a guy who is troubled who like retires to his dolls you yeah. know like he he like just lives with them right yeah. and then the movie yeah in the movie then it's like dolls act out the fantasies and stuff, but it's really stupid okay and bad so it's still but the dolls are alive in his fantasy life yes correct. okay not in like the the artifice of the movie right okay that was important to me and i never really figured that out from the trailer you weren't sure if it was like toy story but live action <laughs> yeah. kind of i wasn't sure if it was like a magical realism movie yeah. you know or that, they never made that clear enough in the trailer probably no, they because didn't. they realized if they told people they would not go and they didn't right. go anyway <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now our, our our friends over at the blank check podcast have talked about this a lot but zemeckis generally is a pretty horny director like a lot of his stuff is suffuse with weird behind sexuality boobs. Behind boobs, bunch of front <laughs> boobs, low boobs. <laughs> well, like his early Over stuff. Over the boob was, shot. Yeah, his early stuff was used cars shot. and Jessica Rabbit. That that. Uh, I mean, a horny Hall of Fame icon, right? Jessica Rabbit uh, picked picked my nine year old self up and threw me <laughs> into puberty. Just she hurled said, me. Throw the fuck up. <laughs> Time to be a man. I was sitting next to my grandma, and I was like, something's got to give here. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Granny's got to leave. Oh, my God. Something's got to give a PG-13 movie with some full frontal nudity. Diane Keaton, you see. Very cool, oh, yeah. Kev. Yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to. Very cool. Kinda... <laughs> nice. No, no Hard Feelings brings back full frontal nudity. Is that true? J-Law. What? Saw it the other night. Shocking. Just that is shocking. shocking. For like a minute and no, a half. No, that movie's rated R. That's not people. No, it's R. You're right. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just saying, even in our movies, back. sex is gone. Mm-hmm. But this was back. Well, this is a Gen Z conversation, too, because Gen Z doesn't like sex scenes now. They don't seem to like sex. No. And there's a lot of... And I've sex. tried. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, Folks, Patrick. Come wait, on. What is Gen Z? Are they legal? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> then I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I... Uh, but there, there's a lot of discourse on Twitter of like, there's even threads of if I see a sex scene in a movie, I haven't consented to watch yeah. it, so I shouldn't. It shouldn't exist in movie. There's a lot of what? very goofy and disparate yes. sort of threads about this sort of thing. Concurrent with this conversation of like, should actors kiss? <laughs> should actors like the guy kiss? on you? And Let's stuff. ask Kirk Cameron. And Let's, what's gonna what's gonna start happening is that 
people who are married to actors are going to start sa- and actresses are going to start saying, uh, "Honey, he does it. He he won't kiss his co-star. Mm-hmm. So what do you need to kiss her? Do you like like it's going to break up marriages for sure? Yeah, for your art. Wait, Wait, who was recently like, I'm not kissing anymore? Oh, Penn Badgley. Well, no, he it wasn't the guy kissing. From you. That's what he I'm didn't saying. say kissing. Oh, you were saying that. I'm yeah. sorry. He, okay. did, no, 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 yeah. he, he didn't say kissing, though. He said sex scenes. Sex scenes. Yeah. I don't think he's kissing either. Kissing is he sex. said no kiss. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, mouth sex is kissing. We all know that. Something's touching something else. Exactly. Yeah. First base, a handshake. Yeah. <laughs> Second base is a hug. I don't define yeah. it. Bro, I got to second third base, base a long hug where you really feel. I got to second base with you tonight. That's true. <laughs> wow, loved it. Gracious. Well, we could talk about this all night, but we should probably take a break and then talk about this not horny, maybe his least horny movie he's ever made. I would Very- say one of the least sexy movies in the history. Taste, taste. <laughs> <laughs> so let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time to dive into the topic. Contact came out in 1997, like we said before, the follow-up to Forrest Gump. And it's good that he didn't, you know, just try to do the same thing over. Some some directors are just like, I'm just going to keep hitting Gump these same. Gump twice. Yeah. Gump 2, which they did try to make. Gump for a and long Dump. Time, for yeah. a long time. But then. Gump and Gump 2? Yeah. yeah Gump was, and Gumper. They, well, they wrote the sequel book. And in the sequel book is? It's 9-11, It's right? 9-11. Yeah. Gump Jr.? Gump's no. at 9-11. No, Gump goes down 9-11? No. Yeah. He li- truly in the a book. A second plane hit the tower. 
while all those people running. Yeah. I they know both, how to run. Is the Pentagon okay? <laughs> Yeah. Is it like me? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. President. Pentagon like me. <laughs> oh, no. Gracious. No. Oh, um, but this is a... <laughs> this is just be the saddest way. Forrest Gump at January 6th. Forrest yeah. Gump. Well, you know he'd be at January 6th. <laughs> but, but on accident. He like went... the sh- sh- uh, this crazy-looking painted guy <laughs> walked by me they were with a podium. podium. Yeah. Forrest Gump at the Oscars mix-up. Yeah. I told Chris Rock he had something on his face. <laughs> <laughs> Forrest Gump at the slap. Yeah, that's what I yeah. thought. Uh, but this is a movie based on a novel by Carl Sagan from 1985. Contact. Contact. Yeah. It stars Jody. F- You're still thinking about I thought you about- meant Gump and Gumper. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Yeah. Carl Sagan wrote Forrest Gump too. <laughs> That'd be sick. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. That'd be really good. <laughs> Do you need a minute? <laughs> it's the Pentagon like me. Haley Joel Osment's all grown up. They can do an AI story yeah. based on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm. But it's about it. It's about making contact. It's so interstellar core. It's so funny how so much of this feels. Similar. Clearly, this was an important movie. I would say to old Nolan. Yeah. Yeah. Daddy like. daughter space. Mm-hmm. Daddy daughter space. How many space. movies like that are there? Two. Uh, McConaughey. At Daddy least. daughter space McConaughey. Daddy daughter space McConaughey. Man, <laughs> person, camera, woman, television, whatever the fuck. They are, and I always try to decide: is it just because I know now that Jodie Foster is gay that these two had no sparks? But I remember in the theater sitting there going like. The, do these two even know each other? Like, <laughs> I have never seen people with less chemistry in my life. And yeah. they're, they're kissing is bad. Everything is bad. It looked like they just met before every scene. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, they're like, like oh, Matthew, get the Exactly. Yeah. And then they have to jump into like, bed. Or they got, at the... She's got memento or something. Like, she doesn't remember <laughs> each time she meets him. Yeah, when she sees him, you know, when they, like, re- reunite after years, she's just like, <gasps> like, yeah. I don't know. Like she saw a donut store she likes a lot. Yeah, you know? it's oh. just like oh, it's still oh, great, open. awesome. <laughs> still, wait, what's the difference? Speaking of impressions, what's the difference between a Jodie Foster and a Holly Hunter? What's the difference between a Jodie Foster and a Holly Hunter? You heard about this, folks? <laughs> uh, I strongly prefer Hunter. Hunter's a little more southern. Mm-hmm. Hunter was definitely. I think she was the first choice for Silence of the Lambs, but Challenge really, of, yeah. Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the. Could could the lambs please be quiet? Shut those uh, lambs up. Then the, then she got her own Silence of the Lambs because she regretted not doing it. So her and Sigourney Weaver were in Copycat, which is great, where Harry Connick Jr. is your Hannibal Lecter. Oh. It's actually a really good movie. I've never seen this. I need to do a little Hunter spin. Hunter hunt. Uh, a little Hunter hunt. I will say Mr. Mayor, which was a flawed but pretty good show, pretty funny show. That Didn't was on for it. two seasons. I had a friend seasons. that wrote for it. Didn't see it. She was unbelievable on that show. I'll never stop saying okay, that. She okay. was relevatory on that show in a way where I was like, oh, you're funny, funny. You're not like movie star does TV funny. I think in Raising Arizona, that's, I hate, to, I know we're not supposed to divide things, but that's the funniest female performances ever, I think. It's, yeah. it's her in ever. Raising Arizona. For me. Oh, no, I agree. Yeah. I love it. You agree? I agree. You would have said it even if I didn't say it? Yeah, I think wow. I would have. There you go. Ever. Now imagine Holly That's Hunter making bitch. contact in this one. Because she is she's, she's a little more southern, whereas Jodie Foster is a little more forceful. Yeah. And like and maybe 
because Paul should have shanked a poet. <laughs> Is that from this movie? Should have shanked a poet. <laughs> should have shanked a poet. That was like that's a quote from something famous. Right? Yeah, I thought so, but then I yes. was like, "Is this from Contact?" I didn't look it up, but I don't think it's from Contact. I think it was an actual other astronaut or something that said that. Okay. That um, scene where she's first seeing space, honestly, I laughed. And I know that's supposed to be the big kind of dramatic climax. Sure. All right. I just thought she played that a little ridiculously. Okay. We're going to have another Prince of Egypt night here. Oh, okay. no. <laughs> All right. I, mean, I think we're basically aligned on the movie, though, right? I thought it was awesome. I th- I really like her performance in this a lot. Jody? I say. But fair I, enough. I like her a lot. I, I, have, I have a softness for Holly. I should not say that ever. I have, again. I have a soft one for Holly. Okay. Did they at one point? Oh, what a right. treat! You know when they kept uh, DMs are open. <laughs> when they kept distorting her face, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they at some point superimpose her taxi driver face or like her young whoa face? Or oh, did I thought I- that was Jenna Malone's face. Okay. Because I was like, just for a moment, I thought yeah, because there's weird. so much footage of her as a little girl that they just started using mm-hmm. her old stuff. Yeah. They should have just done that instead of casting Jenna Malone. And they instead had to Bill digitally Clinton, change her, her, her icon for Jenna Malone. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, really? I read that on Wikipedia or something. Couldn't do contacts? Yeah. They couldn't do contacts? contacts? <gasps> we all got excited. That's the... That's the <laughs> she said contacts. <laughs> That'll be the next sequel, like Alien Aliens, Contact Contacts. <laughs> Prescription. Force Gump, Force Gumps. <laughs> what about like contact high and it's like Harold and Kumar and Jody Foster. Okay, they go to NASA and they're like on a road trip in Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up in Houston. I only went to NASA once. Why is that? I should have gone more. You only went to more. NASA once. Did you go for, I was going to say school, but nope. you weren't that I know. Uh, I wasn't in school. <laughs> Astronaut school? I was homeschooled famously. Um, but the broad strokes of this movie plot oh, yeah, wise, yeah, by yeah. the way, Jodie Foster is a scientist. She's out there toiling at the satellites that she has to sit next to for some reason to hear stuff. Yeah, she's like the the joke of the satellite mm-hmm. guys because she's trying to contact with extraterrestrials. Because she's got dead daddy stuff. Her father tragically passes away to, at a young age when she could have saved him. And this is where the fa- this is why this is qualifiable for this podcast where we don't usually talk about movies like this. Yeah, her dad dies and the priest. Who comes says, eh, maybe it was God's will. What does he say? He was like, it might have been God's will. Like, sometimes we have to accept that this is God's will or yeah. something. Yeah. And from then on, she's like, well, I fucking hate God's will. Yeah. I'm a science person. Oh, right. that's why. I, th- I think yeah. that's part she's of it, like, right? Atheist. And the way she's at the CB radio. Yes. Kind of like that frequency movie starring Dennis Quaid and Jesus Christ from the yeah. year 2000. I like frequency. Mm-hmm. It is kind of amazing that they even allowed this movie to happen. I think Honestly. I think it's oh the guy who made Forrest Gump wants to make another movie whatever exactly you want. I think it's but that. like it's PG mm-hmm. you know so like RPG thirteen it's a know. it's a soft PG right so it's like who cares got one of those for you Holly hey. too <laughs> Holly I got a soft PG for you penis gift it's like I wrapped it <laughs> it's my soft dick in a box um stocking stuffer oh. <laughs> Can't step it all the way. All right. Oh, man. It's, uh, it is a soft PG, correct. <laughs> and everybody, it's, it claims that 90% of people believe in God. I don't know if that's still true or if it's even true. 95%? That. I was like, be that true. can't be true. <laughs> um, that's a broad definition. But, you know, it was certainly a more faith-based time or whatever, but you never saw religion discussed. Now, I 
attempted to do a, a sitcom about religion, and I wanted to make... By the book on CBS. Changed its name, but yes. You saw you came to the pilot tape. I sure did. And you probably thought it was going to be a hit. Well, you were wrong, Kevin. <laughs> the tapings went great, but something went wrong. Oh, no. But, um... Because of Crumholtz, wasn't it? It was because yeah. of Crumholtz. But he's an Oppenheimer mm. by the maker of Interstellar. He bounced back. Wow. Um, the whole thing was going to be, A, it was supposed to be a single camera show as pitched, but it was going to be Jay Ferguson as a guy who's trying to live his life by the Bible. Mm-hmm. And then his wife, I was like, she's an atheist and a scientist. Not Here, based let's on adjust it. that mic a little bit closer to your mouth. Here it is. You can but, bring it down. But, you know, CBS, who, who were fine to work with, um... Thank you. I just wanted to give you your pillow back. I appreciate it. <laughs> Didn't mean to do so much choreography. It was. For this I moment. thought you were having a an issue. Pillow gift. But okay. <laughs> the problem was the audience hated, not any fault of the wonderful and very funny actress, mm-hmm. but they hated the fact that his wife did not believe in God, and they were trying. Ever conversation on the show was about. You know, science versus religion, and I was like, "What a what a what's something that we haven't seen on television? Which mm-hmm. is that?" And it was always a problem. They were like, "People do not like her, and it's not her fault. It is because she is telling him that religion is dumb." Do you think that's a CBS demo thing? A million percent, yes. Yeah. But that's where we were doing it, unfortunately. Right. So I'm like, I can't make her also love religion because then there's no conflict right. to the show so um it was a it was a struggle from the jump because then when they were testing it they were like that's the problem they don't like her and contact to be made in 1997 or whatever is pretty amazing that it would make it so explicit in it's that theirs. that many like ha- to have your lead be anti-religion yeah well then they were wondering why she didn't get nominated and through looking at at the trivia and imdb trivia uh-huh. and stuff the assumption was because she was playing uh, somebody who didn't believe in god but to me the thing i push back on though is like is the arc kind of at the end of the day she's like well maybe god is real you know because she has such a i think that's the arc at the end yeah profound catharsis that right. it's like because the first time i watched it i watched it this was a mid lockdown watch yeah that we did over facetime with a group of us friends yeah because one of them was really into it, and I was, uh, you know, kind of paying attention, but it felt uh, down the the climax of the movie felt downright evangelical. Yeah, in some ways, it it felt like faith based entertainment in the sense of yeah, it set up that part of the plot is Matthew McConaughey plays a character named Palmer Joss, who is a man of the cloth minus the cloth. He's like hot priest, nineteen ninety seven edition. He's a Christian who fucks. And they hook up when they first meet each other. And one of the steamiest scenes ever committed to film. It's about you know, as steamy as the Tom Cruise, Jennifer Connelly scene in uh, Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> where he's just kind of. You can tell he's like really feeling it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like sex. Sex is good. He loves yeah. sex. Yeah. You guys getting this? My shirt's off. So yeah. Probably, <laughs> probably just had sex. Blockbuster would report like VHS copies of Contact would always break at that scene where they're holding each other. <laughs> where you see a glimpse of her shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> so uh-huh. People just keep rewinding over and over yeah. again. Yeah. So they set up sort of that dynamic of a man of faith, a woman of science, how are they going to blah, blah, blah. And then four years pass, her, you know, little horse dog, what am I saying? Dog and pony show. 
when something's her a, horse and dog show. Her horse, her horse don- and buggy, her donkey show. Horse they shut down her Amish her donkey, donkey show. <laughs> <laughs> they shut it down, and then she gets funding from a mysterious benefactor at some place. She's lobbying all these Dr. Evil, <laughs> yeah, for like two billion dollars or whatever. And then they start up again. Cuts to four years later. Then they they do make contact with something yes. that gives them ultimately a schematic. And then Tom Skerritt, one of the antagonistic forces in the movie, is like, actually, I'm responsible for this. Yeah. And then Angela Bassett, in a role that's so similar to her role in the Mission Impossible franchise as a sort of government, you know, to-do person. Mm-hmm. And Angela she- Bassett's not in the Mission Impossible movie. She sure is. She is in Fallout. Oh, that's the one I haven't rewatched. I've just you rewatched haven't. the other ones, yeah. Can she- we just say in this movie she did the thing? Yeah, to, to be clear, I think we all agree in the, in yeah. contact. Angela Bassett did the thing. See, to me, and I like the movie too. By the way, I'm not shitting on. Okay, that. but my issue with the movie is that I think for having all these great character actors and supporting roles, they're just the parts are very underwritten. The, you didn't appreciate I, Rob Lowe's heat check as a foghorn leghorn. I did fucking not. RNC. The voice did not like what Rob Lowe was bringing to the table. I did table. not no. like at all. No, but also kind of kind, kind of playing of himself. Prescient, yeah, that <laughs> yeah. he was In cast in that role. Well, the only person I like was William Fickner, who's always a great character actor, and Jodie Foster has way more chemistry with him. Oh yeah, way more. They is he love their, each other. Is he the blind man? Yes. Yeah. She lights up whenever he's that on was screen. Really sweet. Yeah, yeah I like exactly. them together. Mm-hmm. Fickner, he is hilarious in the movie Go, which I highly recommend. Yeah, oh, that's a great movie. I was wondering if he probably auditioned for Matthew McConaughey's part. Probably because yes. he also is hot. Yeah, he's a good looking man. Very good looking. And well, I yeah, feel I like, thought he was going to be the love interest, and then McConaughey yeah. came in, and I was like, "Well, that's I, over." <laughs> <laughs> no, McConaughey's actually the smart guy yeah. in this movie. Yeah, rare. Um, yeah, it is. It's interesting because, like, I think you're right on some level. It is flat around Jodie Foster. Yeah, but Jodie Foster is so wonderful. I think like Very her compelling. character. She's, she is great, and I think like. Well, one, her face is just, like, exquisite to look at, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's wonderful. But also, I was thinking about how often I've seen a, like, smart woman in a movie or a TV show who's, like, a scientist. And it's, like, the driest woman you'll ever meet in your life, you know? Where you're just yeah. like, who, who, are you who, thinking is, of? who is this? You're thinking of Dana Scully style, another science versus faith dynamic? Um, No, gosh, what am I? I don't know. Just, like, when sometimes, like, you cast a woman as like, she's the scientist or she's the one that like is in charge and keeps things on track. She's almost like always really, really boring or really like inhuman or something like that. And watching Jodie Foster, I was like, oh my gosh, she finally like someone pulled this off of being extremely technical and smart and like very good at that stuff and also being so human and like, vulnerable and having this full life and like I was so interested in her and like what she was thinking and what this character was going through yeah it was it was it was amazing I thought that was cool yeah I mean you learn I would argue maybe a bit too much about her backstory (laughs) yeah because (laughs) for me she makes three or four attempts before you meet the billionaire and I'm like it's like four years later another attempt maybe just say there's been several attempts yeah they save us so many years yeah, and she was based on a real scientist who also had lost her father when she was young and Carla was Sagan. also 
Uh, yeah, Carla Sagan. Carla Sagan. <laughs> yeah, and Jody, I guess, spent a lot of time with her, and I was like, I wonder why this. That's why I also like this character feels so like full and vibrant and cool because when you meet like an actual scientist or yeah. a woman like that who is like good at conveying these things and is talking about big picture stuff, like they're fascinating to talk to, mm -hmm. you yeah. know. And it feels like in shows and TV, they're always so flat. So that was nice to see. I liked, and I would imagine it was Jodie Foster's choice because she seems like a very cool person. But in the big scene where she's clearly supposed to be stunning the room in her dress. <laughs> in her amazing dress. And McConaughey's like boy yo yo yoing when he sees her. I like that. The dress She's coming is, out of Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> dress is real modest. <laughs> real weird. modest. And the big curly hair like out of yeah, nowhere. It was yeah. strange. But hey, go off. That was her she's all that coming down the staircase yeah. moment right. for some reason. Why right. was this in the movie? Hermione at the Christmas ball. Yeah, two and a half hour movie where it's like, we need a Hermione at the Christmas ball <laughs> moment somewhere well, then, in here. Well, probably with some executive who's like, I don't want to fuck this character, yeah, Robert. Exactly. <laughs> I think so. Uh, oh, and uh, I was also reading that they were like debating about giving her like a teenage son she was estranged yes. from. And then they were debating like just making her pregnant at the end of the movie. Why would yeah. I care about her if she's not a mom yeah and that right. like but how does she become a mom or think about being mom <laughs> yeah. you know and i'm so glad they like saved us from the whole like mom thing yeah for for or this an, character an outro monologue of like and it looks like a new life's about to make contact of his own <laughs> in a few short <laughs> she months just touches or whatever. her stomach looking Holy. out the grand canyon yeah yeah That'd be sick and we get we get a mainstay of uh 90s and 2000s movies which is this event that's happened is so big that there's been extraterrestrial life making contact that Jay Leno's talking about it yeah, on his monologue. Always, always. And an Elvis impersonator came out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Jake Busey thing is real stupid in this movie. Jake Busey plays a sort of religious terrorist. Or and religious it's like fanatic. the guy looks like a seven-foot-tall albino Monster. mutant. Scary. You don't need to cut to him 40 times so we remember him later. We'll remember yeah, him. we'll remember him. Yeah. I clocked him. Yeah. And what? then, well, the John Hurt scene that I would texted you about, Kevin, mm -hmm. is that after we have seen all these attempts Jodie Foster has made to make contact, then she finally meets John Hurt. And he's got a slideshow of her life prepared. Because he is the mysterious uh, secret benefactor, benefactor yes. that's funding Elon the Musk. whole operation. Yeah. And he's cl he clicks through a slideshow of her life, and he's like, so it seems you had issues when your father died at your young age. Then later you tried to... And he tells us exactly what we have just The movie. Watched. They showed clips of the movie. Minute 19. <laughs> that was interesting. It's like movie. in Spaceballs, and they're just yeah. fast-forwarding through the movie we've just you watched. You seem to have more chemistry with William Finkter than with yes. Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> and yet you went to bed with McConaughey. <laughs> you do you, bizarre. girl. It was so weird and so long, and I'm like, we don't need a recap an hour into the movie. Yeah, <laughs> just like get the money injection to keep the story yeah. moving. Yeah, yeah, that was really Because in... Like, I just watched this. And, you know, as yes. I'm watching, I was like, I guess this guy is really important right. and evil. Like, And then sure. I, now I'm thinking, like, he wasn't evil ultimately, no. I guess. He just sort of, like, helped along with progress and, and was just a crazy character they brought into this otherwise, like, pretty normal movie. All we needed him for was to fund the excursion. Just one time. There's yeah. two space stations, actually. <laughs> yeah. 
Then he's like, there's another one where he's getting cancer treatments in space. Yeah, we found out about his death. Yeah, he had space yeah. cancer. Space uh, cancer. <laughs> damn. This movie had a lot to say. I mean, look, I saw cuts. I saw some <laughs> fat that could be trimmed. Uh, as a two-hour movie. I saw some softies that could have gone. Yeah. I mean, on, on Letterboxd, I noticed that this ranges from one star to five. In, with amongst friends, Isn't I have. Most, oh, w- amongst friends. Just, I just mean usually when you look at like your friends, a lot. Of, it generally the, there's a friend trend. There tend to be, tends to be a trend. Sure. This was really all over the place, and the people that hated it despised it, and the people that loved it loved it. I saw it in theaters. I didn't remember it at all. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Mm. But I also get why people don't get into it. It feels like kind of a bad West Wing half the time. <laughs> Maybe that's Rob Love. Well, that's the Rob yeah. Love at all. And the fact that it cannot be stressed enough how much Bill Clinton plays a part in this He's movie. He's the sixth lead. And Hitler. Oh, yeah. Hitler you and Bill Clinton. forget about Hitler. Why did they make the aliens' first transmission? Hitler. Hitler. And then in one line, they're like, oh, it's probably not a hate speech thing. I'm like, <laughs> are we sure? Because if <laughs> Why aliens- Why did we bring it up? If aliens sent a video of Hitler, I'd be like, we gonna die! <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, that seems to be intentional. Yeah, it's actually an awesome start to an Independence Day type movie, <laughs> exactly. but not this. Hitler? They see Hitler and she goes, it must mean it's that they're fine. nice. It's actually just sort of a, an inside at baseball thing about transmission. All the, all the like, scientists are have we to be sure? Hitler apologists. <laughs> and be like, wow, they didn't mean... This speech yeah. wasn't bad. It was all about sports. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Evidently, according to some of the, you know, half-baked research, they wanted, Zemeckis wanted Sidney Poitier to play the president in the movie. Poitier. Poitier. Remember Poitier's song, Somebody I Used to Know? I do. Now, guess who's who's somebody's coming... That I used to know. Guess Why did Goye have not, not, well, you don't need to get off on a Goye tangent, but yeah. one okay. song, and what a song. I heard that song on the radio. Usually I get sick of a big radio pop song after like five listens. Mm-hmm. I heard it a million times and Never loved it just r- as much. Part of our DNA. <laughs> it's yeah. an incredible song. And Gen Z would say, oh, yeah, I remember when I was in diapers listening to that song. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. So they didn't get Poitier for the president right. role. So instead they said, you know what? Real president, it's gonna be Bill Clinton, and so much of a speech that Clinton for real gave, yeah, about some mission to Mars that was happening in the 90s. They just used so much of that speech and repurposed it for this to be about actually making contact, but then they have to keep it all the way through the movie where a lot of it does take place in the White House. And it did not need to. No. They could have taken it off site. Well, then if you look it up on Wikipedia, a big section of the Wikipedia page is the Bill Clinton controversy. <laughs> Which because was he what? was furious. He didn't want them using this speech <gasps> and like making him a character in the movie. But Warner Brothers was like, dude, we sent you a copy of the film on this date. You said Oops. it was cool. Oh. So now I'd hate to suggest that Bill Clinton lies, but something went on there. No, I that can't be. Read it. papers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, it. I can't get enough papers. <laughs> <laughs> papers are my thing. That's my favorite thing to do. That's now you said what? Yeah. Brought, what brought us to Gautier? Oh, poor Gautier. Yeah. Now. So another little backstory on this that I always find interesting that what what could have been in terms of casting and director sure. is that. 
they were also making this movie with George Miller for a very long time, the, the Mad Max director. He of Fury Road yes. and Witches of Eastwick. And Correct. Yeah. And they eventually fired him. Um, but he had Linda Hunt as the president, the four-foot-tall woman. That would have been cool. From other movies that George Miller oh, has Oh, made. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like they, he was far down the line and had it cast and stuff, and they threw him off. And Zemeckis said, I'll do it if I have final cut. Which oh, he sure did. He no, did, no, yes. Did you guys read the, the same Wikipedia page I read that George Miller wanted the Pope to be a big part of the, the movie? Yeah, he wanted to cast <laughs> Can the Pope. you imagine how long that movie would have been? I know. We got to do Pope time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from Hitler apologizing to, but what does the Pope Clinton think about all and this? And Pope and Hitler? Plus, okay, if you this get is one my Pope, Avengers. <laughs> if you get Avengers one Pope assemble. in a movie, you're gonna want those two Popes. You're gonna, you're gonna I mean, yeah, you can't just do one Pope. It's no. like having one M. No, I want M and M's. Yes, I don't want M. <laughs> what the fuck? Have you guys done the two Popes? Oh, <laughs> uh, we did the two Popes like yeah. first week of lockdown, I think. Okay. We By the way, Lisa Gilroy. What happened? I, I go. Oh, I want to do Doubt. I was raised Catholic. I would love to do Doubt. I own it. And then you wrote back, we've chosen content. Oh, Caroline chose content. Oh, okay. I didn't All know right. I was an override vote. Well, no, I just wanted to see what you did. All good. It's no, all Doubt wrote, no, we'll do that in uh, six years from now when you come back. Okay. Oh, I, no, I actually really love Doubt. Have you seen, have you seen Doubt? No. Doubt's fucking it's, good. It's no. a I love excellent, Doubt. excellent mm-hmm. movie. Is it a molesty movie? Well. It is. Or it's up to you. I mean, that's not why I love it. <laughs> That's why when I saw clear. the trailer, I was like, mm, I didn't go to my letterbox like list. Molesty of- this week? <laughs> Not really. Gracious. I would say never almost. <laughs> Let's do contact. George Miller had Jody, cast Jodie Foster, mm-hmm. approached Ray Fiennes to play Palmer Joss. This is obviously he was sexy off Schindler's list. Sure. Right. He had uh, the, and he had the connection. To- Linda on as president. <laughs> he had the aliens put on a laser light show around Earth. <laughs> That would have been cool. Like the the world of color at Disneyland or something. And the Pope as a key supporting character. Yes, correct. Two Popes. (laughs) Man. And the Pope's wife. (laughs) Got to know her story. (laughs) Oh, the Pope. No, you cannot go out. You cannot go out. I made a spaghetti. (laughs) You cannot talk to the aliens. So so the the faith conflict of this movie is that... There's all this jockeying of like, oh, it turns out they gave us a schematic to make a machine to go somewhere. We don't know. But they want us to make this contraption that, you know, might send us to another dimension or portal or whatever. And then it's a sort of weird election process of like, here's 10 candidates that maybe should go into space. One of them is, you know, kind of evil Tom Scarrett guy. Obviously, Jodie Foster is one of them. A lot of this process. Yeah. We saw a lot lot of it. But it wasn't interesting. Like I Fair. thought, why not? If why not make that the movie? Like the right stuff. Decide who gets to go. That could be a good start of the movie. Mm-hmm. Rocket Man was a great movie because that's what they <laughs> yes. did for most Harlan of it. Williams. That, that Simpsons episode with Barney. You know, that's so funny. But yeah, it's like they they don't do enough, but they also do too much. Yeah. And then Scarrett pretends to be religious despite having no real claim to anything. He's like, He's well, pandering. as a very devout man, then they let him go. Mm-hmm. So, well, no, they don't let him go. Oh, I know. Well, I didn't know if you wanted to tell what happens. <laughs> Spoil the movie? But they allow him to go. Oh, well, oh, I thought you meant they let him go as in they fire him. No, <laughs> no, like, no, no. He no. got laid off. <laughs> oh, yeah. go he to gets space. to go. Space Force. Yes. So, so, so the religious conflict of the movie is during these congressional or Senate hearings or like international hearings. hearings. Yeah, yes. worldwide hearings. 
Jodie Foster's on the stand, and McConaughey, Hot Priest, yeah, uh, 97 edition. Hot Priest! <laughs> hot off that steamy Washington Monument kiss yeah. they yeah. have. <laughs> Where she's exactly. like pretending hey, to not. I think somebody's got a boner in that <laughs> He's scene. He's giving me a reflection pool. It wasn't me, pool. and it wasn't McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> one of his questions, because they're asking her like, what would you say to the aliens? Would you be nice to them? Yeah. And then McConaughey says, like, do you believe in God? And he kind of makes that the bread and butter of, like... Gotcha. Her with because, that. Mm-hmm. according to the movie's dialogue, 95% of the country believes in God. God. Yeah. One God. That couldn't have been true then. No. And it's it ain't true now. It's not true. It's a yeah. Facebook article my mom found that said... <laughs> right. that, you know, and then they, Robert Zemeckis used it in a movie. Yeah. And the idea that there's, like such a singular definition of God around uh, right, the world right. and not Jesus, an extremely broad God concept. God. Wait, they don't say a God in this movie? They say God. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's insane. It's insane. And, and that's, so that's, that's why she gets disqualified too. Yeah. I thought that was weird too because like you're supposed to think that this is some sort of international, you know, secular thing for the yeah. most part. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, all the panel was like, oh, well, if she doesn't believe in God, like all of us do, because <laughs> and nine out of ten of us we'll here do. We'll be praying for you, yeah. except for that guy. <laughs> we can't. Like, it would make sense if that was some kind of weird, like, just the United States, some sort of congressional kangaroo court. But it was really, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So Rob Lowe was heading up. That would make sense yeah, for his yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, But they're like, oh, we can't send you to represent us because this is like one of the things that we hold most because dear as a human race. To yeah, because you won't tell them about the love of Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then it winds up, once she gets there, not factoring in at all. Not really. at all. Not at all. So what ends up happening is uh, Jake Busey blows up the first kind of test mission that Scarrett yeah. goes on. <laughs> Killing him. It was and so goofy. <laughs> just uh, truly, you know, yeah. we talk about CGI versus practical effects. There's really no better practical effect than Jake Busey's Busey, face baby. <laughs> in 1997. Yeah. So they get all blowed up. And I think that congressional hearing is meant to be like the first one. And then the mirror of it is the one at the end. Because in the first one, she says like, why is this relevant? I can't prove God, so then why would it matter if I believe in God or yeah, not? Yeah, and she also is like vague. She's like, there isn't data either either way, Yeah, you know? Which I feel like was like a pretty safe answer. Yeah, yeah. fair. And they were like, tisk tisk. Okay, and then anyway. Scarab blows up, and then John Hurd, Elon Musk, is like, there was a second Surprise. one the whole time. <laughs> I'm back. Come to Japan, my lady. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm on the, and he's on the space station now because it saves because of space cancer. cancer. Yeah, okay, yeah. he's with the Russians, whatever. So she Hello. goes on. The- <laughs> <laughs> he's sipping a tea. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Little, little ham in Sorry, it keep going, yeah. Kevin. Oh, and then he gets to the the. She gets to the space station. Goes on the mission. She's recording it. She's she's got a GoPro. She's on Instagram Live the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Goes through several wormholes, eventually gets to um, an alien planet that you could call a screensaver. Beautiful screensaver. Very saturated yeah. to fuck, like up to the 120%. Yeah. Another fun dream. fact, uh, Peter Jackson worked on the special effects for this film because Zemeckis produced The Frighteners. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so he's like, I'll help you out. So, But he did a bad job. They, <laughs> they convey her to the space... And then it's supposed to be like, 
I guess any being they bring there, they give them like a friendly environment so they're not like as freaked out even though they just shot them through a wormhole for like right. a long time. So what's the friendliest thing you could possibly see that's not at all traumatizing? Your dead daddy. Your dead dad. Your dead dad. And you think David it's going to be some other kind of alien being and it slowly like comes into focus that it's her dad. Yeah. But then like, so so then you're like, oh, this is a yeah, like a Christian movie about heaven being real and it like kind of feels you like meet that. the dead and, and whatever and they lived on and then it's like, No, I'm an alien, I'm just looking like your dad for you. But then he touches her a lot like her dad would. Right. Mm-hmm. He keeps like caressing her face and like kissing her. I'm like I can't help familiar for an alien overlord. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, are they Pretty be? much anyone Jodie Foster speaks to in the movie has more chemistry than her and McConaughey. I want her and James Woods to hook up. Yeah. yeah. Kind of fun banter. Her and Angela Bassett. James Woods was going to Jenna Malone, is oh, my guess. Oh, unfortunately. Yeah. He's very good in the movie, which is... James Woods is always great. Yeah. Casino, I mean, there's no better sleaze mm-hmm. in movie history than Casino James Woods. Ooh, piece of candy. The alien yeah. dad lays out the facts. He's like, here's what's happening. We've been doing this for billions of years. Lots of beings come to this very spot and we just kind of like chat for a second and then we send you on your way for another million years. That's kind of like what he lays out. Mm-hmm. But it's it's like sweeter. Than and that, we're really nice. We're Don't nice. Worry. The we're all in this good. together. Yeah. Um and she's she's like totally happy and like in another yeah. level of ecstasy. And then she goes back and then it turns out like only 8 seconds have elapsed or whatever. And, and don't worry, we'll we'll dive deep into that with a, all Congress again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get the big when debrief. That, whenever God, they're firing up. Yeah, because I was like, what does Congress think about this? <laughs> whenever they're firing up another hearing at the 215 mark, it's <laughs> like, no, guys. Hours? No. <laughs> the structure of this was a little, little lopsided, perhaps, yeah. in parts. Um, but then this is when the, the sort of faith and science of it all, the confrontation happens where they're all like, you're bullshitting us. You didn't go anywhere. We have, you know, we all, 42 cameras captured the same yeah. thing. You just fell for eight seconds. And she's like, I can't explain it. I know I can't explain it, but there was something that happened. And then I think the idea is like, wait, I can't explain this the way that Christians can't explain their faith. Yes. Right. We have the same thing in common. And then uh, what is the line? I was looking up the script for it because it was so interesting. She said, I had an experience. I can't prove it. I can't even explain it. All I can tell you is that everything I know as a human being, everything I am tells me that it was real. The room grows quiet. I was given something wonderful, something that changed me. And then and James the love goes, of Jesus ah, Christ. Ah, ah, sound like anything familiar? <laughs> like God. Uh-huh. A vision of the universe that made it overwhelmingly clear just how tiny and insignificant at the same time, how rare and precious we all are. A vision that tells us we belong to something greater than ourselves, that we're not, none of us is alone. I wish I could share it. I wish for everyone, if only for a moment, could feel that sense of odd humility. And it sounds like proselytizing. It sounds like yes. evangelical. If you only knew the love I knew. Feel what I feel. And felt what I felt, then you would love and worship yeah. the same thing. But it's also like deeply secular too, because what she's talking about is like, we are not alone, literally. Right. There are other just like species out there. And that makes me feel better as a human being that we are not alone on this planet. Yes. So it's like, it's kind of a beautiful marriage of her scientific life and the idea that like, 
there is something kind of magical about how big the universe is, but it's yeah. still very grounded in reality. Mm -hmm. This isn't something she made up or that is like open to interpretation. This yeah. happened to her, you know? She can't scientifically prove that God is real, but she can understand it better by the end of the movie. But which I don't is even actually, think she's talking about God. No, but the viewer is definitely meant to think about God, I think. I right? get I don't think so. Really? I think the viewer is meant to think like, oh, you know, maybe some people call this God or whatever, right. but like actually what's even more magnificent than the a vague idea of God is space and like the grandeur of that and the fact that there could be all these beings and that we still want to connect with each other and not yeah. destroy each other. And yeah. it's like, very, that's Carl Sagan. That's yeah. their writing, you know, right, like it's right. still True. very atheistic. Is it's he not an atheist, like Carl Sagan. I think so. Yeah. Right. No, he was a Scientologist. <laughs> anyway. Was, so, yeah, but no. it was like, that's the point. It's not like, Oh, there was a greater being orchestrating these, these aliens coming together. Yeah. Right. The aliens coordinated meeting the humans. Like, mm -hmm. so it's still a very like non-religious, but like a, a magical experience regardless. You know but, what I mean? but the thing I got from the end of it that m might be similar to you is more like, hey, we're all calling it the same thing. We're all climbing different sides of the same mountain. Yeah. Yeah. And the way McConaughey says, as a person of faith, which is funny, it's like as a woman of color or something. Yeah. As a person of faith, I am bound by a different covenant than Dr. Arroway, but I believe our goal is one of the same, the pursuit of truth. And I think today, Dr. Arroway continued that pursuit under the most trying of circumstances. Yeah. The, the one thing that I do think tips this a little bit into spirituality is how often her life is saved by like chance little miracle things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like she should have been destroyed by the suicide bomber. Right, right, right. When her chair like crushed against the capsule, it was, she was only not in it because she like grabbed the necklace that was floating in front of her. Yeah. So I was like, oh, maybe there is a little bit of a dance of like someone, something's intervening to get her to where she needs to be. I think really what, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think that the the point that I how I took it was like we have and, and it's maybe it's just because it's relevant to today and we'll never get there again. But both sides have to give a little. Yeah. And to in order to understand your fellow man. Yeah, I think you're right. And that's not happening at all anymore mm -hmm. in any as in any discussion, any ask. Forget religion, but politics, human beings, etc. Yeah, like the more beautiful thing than even just like God exists or aliens exist. Yeah. Is like people uniting in their their very different but similar mm -hmm. uh, quest for truth and connection. Yeah, I totally, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, anything else before we rate this movie that we've been talking about for a little bit? Can we go to Pensacola? <laughs> Is that where the screensaver was? Yeah. A beautiful white sand in beach. Pensacola. Pensacola. Yeah. Yeah. There were two footprints. They were hobbit-looking feet because of Peter Jackson doing the effects. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of Jodie Foster when she first sees it? Sees. Sometimes just people expressing emotion makes me deeply uncomfortable. That might have been what I was experiencing. <laughs> it felt like someone doing uh, a drug for a first time. And it yeah. was like, oh, that's probably you know how they mean? told her to play it. Yeah. But Jodie Foster's probably like, I, I ain't never done drugs. <laughs> she probably hasn't. I don't think she'd she probably has. get mad at you if you suggested she has. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was, yeah, she got very, I mean, I'll say it, spacey. She did get spacey. Mm -hmm. Kevin style. Uh, well, no, not, I wouldn't say. <laughs> it was cool too, because it's like the first time in the movie she like loses control. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm, 
I'm softening on it because of how memorably strange her reaction was. Yeah. And I like when and and I can't sit here and complain about how boring the other actors were. Yeah. And then criticize her for going nuts in that moment because mm-hmm. you're supposed to go nuts when you see something like that for the first time. Yeah, you went through a wormhole. That's true. This feels like it would be the perfect TNT movie like 10 years ago where it's like scrolling through channels. Oh, and then- Contact was a new classic on TNT yeah. and it was on once a week. Mm-hmm. TNT used to do new classics. Oh, it was literally called New Classics? Yeah. It's Contact Week here at TNT. Yeah, they would show it over and over and over. Shawshank Redemption all <laughs> yeah, over and that, over. that, Shawshank, Green yeah. Mile probably. Oh, for sure. Ocean's Eleven, yeah. whatever the case may be. Green Mile with commercials. Yeah. <laughs> Clear Take a breather weekend. after that guy gets electrocuted to <laughs> yeah. fuck yeah. with the dry sponge or whatever. Gracious. That Now, that movie is also a, a religious allegory, Green Mile. Very you guys done so. that one? Yeah, because like the piss problems that he has that's like turning water to wine that's right i remember absolutely loving the green mile i don't know if it would hold up but i loved it at the time good score i like the score in that movie okay, okay. we have not done green mile it's a good one again six years from now we're gonna do it i'll be back yeah. or i'll be dead one or the other no okay the way this works we're gonna rate the movie now we're gonna give it a holy toast holy roast or space between holy toast we give it a thumbs up we like it and we say uh, we say Holy Roast, that's when we send it Or we send it to Purgatory Not quite this, not quite that We send it to The space between The space between The space between The space between You're not thinking about the space between, Governor The uh, space between I did not have sex with the space between <laughs> Her titties. <laughs> oh, what? no. What? Just crude. I'm sorry. Just crass. Yeah, we didn't mean to make it boob forward on this episode. episode In front of blue. a Paddington picture. <laughs> I think that's what <laughs> increases the judgment and conviction for me. Yeah. And his grandma. That's his aunt. And Whoa. His aunt. Sorry. <laughs> Whoa. One of those fringe ants. I'm scared. That's like when I got mad at Jossie for not knowing the dog in Garfield's name. I was like, it's Odie. Odie. It's literally. It's- yelled it. <laughs> Do you know the other cat? Nermal. All right, just checking. I don't I don't like the name Nermal. Nobody does. <laughs> okay. Well, this is not Nermal. That's a podcast I want to start. All right. Abnormal. Nermal people. <laughs> Nermal people. Do you think I'm ugly, Nermal? <laughs> it's just Paul Mascal trying to romance a great cat. In Abu Dhabi. We start with Caroline. Abu Dhabi do. I'm going to give it a toast. I mean, upon reflection, there was quite a lot going on in this movie that didn't need to be happening. But uh, I didn't notice while I was watching because I was so interested in what was going to happen and Jody and everything that Dr. Arroway was going to accomplish in her uh, many years that we got to see her be alive. So, uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. And yeah, it was like a nice marriage of uh, science and splendor. So mm-hmm. just for me. All right, we turn it to Patrick. I think I have a sl- uh, my arm is a little lower on the toast than you, but Fine. I did enjoy it too. I sort of enjoyed how just square it was, like it's just a square, lame, kind of nerdy, almost not even almost. Movie. I hope you describe your friends like this too. I love how square my. Friend. <laughs> it's Dave just is- like it, like we talked about the complete lack of, and every movie doesn't need sexuality in it or something, but there's just there's not much of a pulse to it. That that's what kind of bothers me until the end. Um, 
and I would cut a half hour. But these are movie criticisms, not like, you know, what we're talking about here. I think as an exploration of faith, science, etc., it's fantastic. And I'm surprised it got made. It's the kind of movie that only gets made when you have somebody that powerful. Or you do so it on that, a super low budget. That gump clout. Yeah. Got that During gump the bump. Years. The gump bump. Gump bump. <laughs> oh, they all got the gump bump. <laughs> Uh, I will give it a toast as well. I enjoyed this way more the second time than I did the first time because I think I was just here for the cavalcade of slightly miss or underused character actors and the sincerity of it, to your point. Yeah. It is a movie that is not at all concerned with being cool. Yeah. And it feels like the movie Jodie Foster's character would make about mm-hmm. these events of like, yeah. well, no, that's what happened. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to do that. Yeah. And there's no other play for anything else and. You know, good on him for doing something a little headier, a little more substantive after 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 cashing in that gum bump. So this was also, you know, coming on the heels of Independence Day. That's right. So same it's year, ninety like, seven, or is Independence ninety six? Independence Day, I believe, is ninety six. I wouldn't swear to it, but I'm ninety percent. your life on it. I, just like there's ninety five percent certainty that God is real in America. <laughs> I'm ninety five percent sure about this. Um. And yeah, it was, and Mars Attacks and all that, and this is the flip side. I must say I prefer both Independence Day and Mars Attacks, sure. but in terms of giving you something to chew about after, um, I love it. I love it when a movie does this, when a movie get, like gives you stuff to think about. It, how rare is that now? It's, it almost never happens. Yeah. So What happened with me the other night with a movie called Past Lives? I like that movie. Did you see it? Yeah. Yeah, I cried. What I... Me too. Yeah. Um, I what what's also funny. The one other thing I wanted to say about this movie, uh, that someone's unlocking to like a faith experience is purely anecdotal, which feels so true to life in the sense of yep. It always has to be a direct relationship of like, I hate people. Well, your son's gay. Well, I love gay people now. Yeah. Or it has to be you experience it. You cannot conceive or fathom. So for her, there is that sort of what we were talking about of like. Ah, Faith, I don't know, who cares, whatever. And then it seems like she gets a little unlocked from that at the end of like, well, I saw my oversaturated papa on a Peter Jackson beach, so I guess Jesus could be real. Sure, whatever, why not? And it kind of speaks to the sort of, um, I don't know, like uh, blinders or, 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 I don't know how to put it, like the subjectivity of so much of this stuff. You can't conceive of it until it happens to you. Then it's like, Oh, my world's wide open. But yeah. but until that happens, it's very hard to actually have empathy or, or compassion for that sort of pers- perspective. Yeah. And you never hear this movie mentioned. Yeah. Like when you brought it up, I was like, oh, wow, yeah. But you never hear it mentioned. I don't know why, but when you look at Interstellar or you look at like Donnie Darko with the wormholes and mm-hmm. stuff, I think this movie uh, meant a lot to a lot of people. It was the Donnie Darko of 1997. We yes. can all agree. All right, and now we're going to take it down a little bit. Take it to a more worshipful space, a quieter space. We're to come before the Lord in all of our softness and splendor. <laughs> and uh, Patrick, on other shows, on your own podcast, you might plug yourself and all the projects you got going on. We're not here to do that. Okay. We're here to lift those things up to the Lord by plugging them and promoting them, but saying it's for God. And something also that you're enjoying in the secular culture, the last great thing that you watched, that you saw, that you read, that you listened to, whatever the case may be. And we'll start with Caroline. Um, 
something I'm always putting in God's hands is my Instagram, TikTok, and Letterbox. All of Caroline's farts. Not sure what I'm going to write about. About this one? About this one on Letterbox. So stay tuned with bated breath. And with I'm beta breath? With beta breath. Why did you look at me when you said with beta breath? Well, <laughs> not, I'm guessing you can't do the other guy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what does beta breath sound like? Uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, fuck, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Is this okay? Uh, That's cock breath, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, watched John Early's new special on funny. Max the other night. Yeah, it was so funny. Um, so I'm going to lift that up. If you know, you know. But if you didn't know, go watch John Early's special. Funny. It's great. All right, thank you, Caroline. We turn to Patrick. Uh, it's awkward, Lord, but I have to lift up a <laughs> podcast called "We'll See You in Hell" uh, to you. But Not that is, "I'll See You in Hell." We'll see you. In we'll hell. see you in hell. We'll it is me hell. and my dear friend Joe Rosa. In theory, it's a podcast where we discuss movies, but it's usually just us riffing and laughing and, and having fun. Uh, it is now Patreon only, but there's episodes on iTunes as well. Um, Patreon.com/slash We'll See You in Hell. Yep, okay. easy to find. Just Google "We'll See You in Hell." But and there's no li- apostrophe, because you can't do an apostrophe. In good the, point. Good point. Know. So j- just so just people d- are then on the call lookout. it. Well, see you in well, see you in hell. Well, but no comma either. Um, I look. I thought past lives was great as well. I'll raise that on up. And uh, there you go. Good job. Just saw it. Liked it a lot. And no hard feelings is is two acts of a great movie. Ooh. That's a comedy thing, right? The third act. It's all like, comedy. I didn't take it personally at all. The end I'm of glad Wedding you Crashers. Didn't take it personally. The end of Wedding Crashers. For God's sake, like the end of the big comedies is always a mess. They mm-hmm. never know how to end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I need to raise up comedy at this time because it seems to be disappearing, and it felt good to hear an audience laugh. That's not true. You can catch a lot of comedy on Roku now. <laughs> Roku City. That the mayor of Roku City, which we've all been to Roku City, right? Yeah. The mayor is, he loves comedy. Really? And that's why he's like letting so many people do their thing. You know what the biggest show on Roku is? What's that? Two Broke Girls. Bigger than everything they hey, have. Hey, congrats. Yeah. And hopefully that means some residuals in my pocket, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Roku. Broke, broke, broken in the cash. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> Gracious. Uh, well, you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. Peloton, Instagram, Letterbox, OnlyFans, Blue Sky. You doing on- OnlyFans? Yeah. What, you do Jack shows? Yeah. Shows Nip, that's it. Oh, okay. I mean, listen, I, I'll say to you what I say to everyone. You have to subscribe to find out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? That's so bad. What's Blue Sky? Blue Sky is like quieter Twitter. Karen Hahn invited me, and it's nice. You okay. Can, it's almost like having an alt- if you don't want to have an alt. I'll join. Yeah. Well, you have to have an invite. I think I can invite you, though. Oh, well, invite me. Yeah. That's okay. why I said Karen Hahn invited me. She's, she didn't just say, come on. She, like, gave me a code <laughs> okay, gotcha. that I needed Yeah. to join it. And I'll freaking lift up uh, buh, 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 buh. Jenny Lewis's new album, Joy Y'all. Mm. Joy Y'all. Love almost everything she's done. Except for it, that? Found it dull. Really? But I have had a headache for four days. That might contribute. It's more vibey and less full sounding than a lot of her others. Less stuff. melodies, mm-hmm. less catchy. 
less fun, less good. Those were my uh, issues. Yeah. yeah. No, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I've been vibing out on it. It's a good, it's a good soundtrack for pumping iron. It's a great soundtrack. That it's definitely not. <laughs> for when you're on the Peloton. Yeah. Or maybe getting cozy with your person. Put on a little joy, y'all. Isn't that nice? <laughs> You can lift us up at uh, Christian Fun Pod everywhere, patreon.com slash goodchristianfun for more good Christian fun. And you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. In every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. Patrick, thank you so much for joining us, sir. Thank you both. Let's not make it another five years until you're back on. Make it three or four. Okay. At least. Down to three. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Two or three. Yeah. Like. (laughs) Whenever there's a new president or... New president in, in a movie. Yeah. In a, yeah. In a movie. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You guys think they'll do Biden in movies? Like do Biden clips? Oh, boy. What do you know? <laughs> yeah. He signed. He'll sign it. And there's nothing like to say except for... Okay. okay I, love I love you, Emma. Emma. Amen. Amen. Now watch this drive. And we're going to close out with the song that is kind of the... CCM apotheosis of the, you know, little green men and creatures coming down. Fuck, I should just hang on. Caroline Phil for time. Um what when uh uh when uh Holly Hunter and All right, take okay. it to your leader by news <laughs> aliens and Christian stuff too. Isn't that fun? And we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Uh, That was a HeadGum Podcast.